Okay. over a little bit. There we go. Do we know? Well, it seems all hope is lost. Okay. I've, I've got it queued up over here. Hang on is a song. Hang on is a song? Okay. Alright, i got it queued up. I'll probably do that at the end, maybe, or at the beginning. Do both. That way you cover both the Sure. Well, that sounds fine. We're not going anywhere anyway, so. No, we're not. You're right. That sounds like a sounds like a plan. Let's do it in an effort not to lose it this time. Yeah. I, well, I don't know what happened last time. It just kind of. Like being busy. It did a yeah. Did a number. I see Angie's on. Hi, Angie. Good morning. Well, it's a busy morning. We, um, I've uploaded a couple of videos. Um, I hope you guys saw Roscoe's video, too. He had a video, <laughs> a little five-minute video that he did on the names of God. Um, very good. Yeah, so that was really cool. Everybody's getting into the, getting into the video, uh, mode now, and there is Mr. Mr. David Fry is now watching right now. Just I just said something about your video. Um, if you had a chance to take a look at it, uh, please do. We've got a couple more videos that should be up and online right now for Pastor Gus. One that he sent me on Friday, and one that he sent me this morning. Um, Good morning, Leslie. Um, and um, wanted to uh, make sure to let everybody know, and I'll have to probably say it more than one time, that uh, we will not be having um, a drive-in service today. Um, the weather is misty and cool, and that's not going to be very conducive to a um, having a drive-in service um, with people standing outside or trying to hear what's going on. So we're going to uh, pass on the drive-in service this morning. So what we have right now is, is us. And uh, we're hoping that uh, we get a number of people joining us online here uh, to get started with Sunday School. Um, what I will do, um, because we have uh, some additional things that have been sent to us to... Um, for the purposes of presenting for everybody who's present. And we still have more people getting in, um, joining us live. It's early in Las Vegas. Um, isn't that right, uh, <laughs> Brother Nate? Um, 6.30 a.m. 6.30 a.m., but hey, you, you go with, we'll call it sunrise service. Uh, sunrise service for uh, for the people out in in, uh, in the Pacific uh, daylight time zone. Um, we're glad to be here this morning. We've got uh, we do have a lesson in Sunday school that we will be getting. We're kind of uh, delaying the start just slightly because we have a couple things we want to present uh, within the uh, confines of this. Since today is going to be pretty much <clears throat> the only church that we have. Um, 
we've got uh, some praise music that we're going to insert into the uh, live stream session here. And it's a rather crude way of doing it, but it'll, it'll be effective. And what we'll do is we'll make sure that the link for the praise music that was given to us will be also uploaded to the uh, uh, Akron Alliance Facebook page as well, too. Um, and everything that we put on the Akron Alliance Facebook page, we'll have links eventually going over to AkronAlliance.org, O-R-G, um, as well, too. We're glad you're joining us. Thank you for coming on with us this morning. Good morning, Pearl. Uh, good morning, Crystal Hooks. Uh, good morning, Pastor Gus. Uh, long time no talk. Um, um, we will be uh, enjoying our time this morning in the Lord and uh, getting together and, and giving him praise and worshiping him and the lesson today in the book of Colossians that we'll be covering uh, is going to be very, very timely for today. Uh, it's always timely when it comes to God's Word, but we, we have special uh, ap opportunities for application of what's being said as well, too. Um, so I think right now what we'll do is we're going to go ahead and get started. It is early. Amen. Yes, it is. Um, well, this is our regular time for Sunday school, believe it or not, 930. Um, we are going to go ahead and, and start with a word of prayer, which is something I noticed last week I neglected to do. Uh, just went right into it. So we want to try to make sure we give God the glory and honor, <clears throat> excuse me, and, um, and give him the praise. So with that in mind, uh, let's go ahead and look to the Lord with a word of prayer. Father, we just thank you for this time that you've set aside for us. We thank you for your very presence this morning. We thank you for how you have just uh, put a covering over us as a church family. We thank you how you've kept us healthy and kept us away from this pandemic that we're dealing with. And Lord, while we deal with it each day from a standpoint of hearing news about it and, and having to go out every now and then and pick up something from the store to just have something to eat and have things that we need for the household. We just thank you, Lord, that you are in the midst of us. We want to be your messengers. We want to be the people who are hopeful. We want to show people that there is a reason to be hopeful and there is a reason to be thankful. We thank you for giving us these examples. We pray that the words that are spoken are not my words, but the words that are coming from the power of the Holy Spirit. And we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. So what we'll do um, is I've got a video here, that a video selection. I'm going to try and play it for you on my other iPad right here. And the Lynn will have to help me here. The, the name of the song is Hang On. Hang on. And it's a praise team selection. And so what we'll do is we'll play the video, and I'm going to play it through my iPad into... Uh, the iPhone, so we'll be able to hear some volume here, and I believe it's only like three minutes. Yes. Okay, so uh, let's try this, and uh, after this takes place, we'll go ahead and get into today's uh, uh, Sunday School lesson. Let's see if we can do this here. Give up. Hang in there. 
All righty. That was pretty phenomenal. And we've had quite a few people join us since that video played too. So what we'll do is to give proper credit to the, uh, the artists involved, we'll make sure that we also include that when we upload it onto our Akron Alliance Facebook page. We'll have that available for you to look at uh, later on as well so you can play it back over and over again. Um, so we appreciate that very much. And I just need to turn the light up a little bit over here too. Just a smidge. Oh, not that one. Okay. All right, that's fine. Um, no, that's good. We don't want to... Uh, yeah, okay. All right, so we are going to go ahead and get started with Sunday School class. As a brief reminder, some announcements before we get going. The um, I mentioned it earlier, but I'll mention it for those people who are just getting on with us right now. There will be no drive-in service today. No drive-in service, uh, worship service at the church uh, due to the weather. Um, uh, it's pretty damp out there, and we want to make sure that everyone remains safe and doesn't uh, come down with something. So we will uh, be postponing that, and we'll be praying for better weather because the last few Sundays we've had some cool weather, and it's the end of April. So it just kind of worked out that way. We had a beautiful day the other day. We were able to get out and walk. That was Friday and Saturday, wasn't it? We had both days. We were able to get out and walk in a neighborhood. And today it's just uh, overcast and cloudy and gray and raining. <clears throat> so we're praying for good weather uh, in the future on those Sundays because that would be very helpful. I also want to remind everyone, too, that we want to make sure that we are providing the necessary offerings for the church as well, too. Um, make sure that they have the operating funds necessary. Make sure that things are getting taken care of, like the utilities and the bills uh, that come in. Uh, we want to make sure that that is taking place. So please remember to uh, keep uh, those, keep the thoughts of the church in mind, as well as praying for the other members as well, too, along with making sure that your offerings are coming in on a consistent basis. All right. It is now... 9.41 a.m., and good morning, and welcome to Sunday School. Uh, Sunday, April the 26th, and boy, oh boy, uh, time is really flying through here. And before you know it, we'll be ready to talk about, after May 1st, um, supposedly things loosening up. We'll see how that happens. It's going to be a very, very gradual process. It's not going to be somebody flipping on a light switch and everything getting back to normal. Hardly any of that. Uh, we still have to be be very cautious as we move forward um, with this whole thing. So with that in mind, we are in the book of Colossians. Um, for those of you who are following along, please take your Bibles and your electronic devices and turn to chapter 1 of Colossians, Colossians 1. We're going to be looking at verses 15 through 23. And it will be appropriate to make sure that we are doing uh, a brief review of what we talked about last week in Colossians. And the brief review is talking specifically about how we should be praying and even more specifically how we should be praying for other Christians because that is kind of what was discussed in the first part of Colossians last week. And there are some points that I want to give to you and it would be helpful to just to give you uh, some, some feedback here. If you have uh, some note paper and you can take notes, um, that will also be helpful um, in making sure that uh, nothing of what I mean, I'm saying or, or what I'm, I'm com communicating is getting lost in the ether, so to speak. You'll have something to refer to. 
So let's go back and look quickly at how to pray for other Christians, which will lead us into today's lesson in Colossians. There are four points in reference to what we discussed last week that are very important for us to make sure that we are doing as believers as we talk about praying for other Christians. The first thing we need to be conscious of is to be thankful um, for their faith, thankful that God uh, showed them the importance of accepting Jesus Christ as personal Savior, and we are thankful for their changed lives. That was something that was actually discussed in Colossians chapter 1, verse 3. We're thankful for their faith, and we're thankful for changed lives. There is a before and after that takes place. The before is the life you used to live, and now there's a changed life that we are celebrating in Christ. The second thing is to ask God to help them know what he wants them to do and give them deep spiritual understanding. You know, there are times when we are not certain about what's going on, right? We're, we, we certainly look at today and we wonder what, what's going to happen next, what's going to go on. But the one thing we should be confident of and we th- something we should be praying for is that God is going to show us exactly what he wants us to do. What does he want us to do in this situation? What does he want to do? What do you want? To, what does he want us to do in the long term for him? That's something that should always be a matter of prayer. It's a foundational understanding that we can get from the Holy Spirit as far as what he wants us to accomplish, what he wants us to be involved in, what he wants us to do when it comes to ministry, what he would like for us to do when it comes to going through our day, daily routine. There are some things that we need to be aware of. What does he want us to do? We should be praying for others that they are receiving that insight through the Holy Spirit. The third thing is to ask God to help them live for him and give them more knowledge of himself. That's in Colossians 1.10. Um, yeah. And it's in reference to how we need to be looking at the Holy Spirit imparting more wisdom and knowledge. We're being taught something on a regular basis every day. He's teaching us. He's trying to teach us. He's teaching us about ourselves, and he's teaching us about other people as well, too, and remaining sensitive to them. He certainly taught us a great deal in the last few weeks about our church. And the church has had to make a lot of changes, a lot of transitions, And in the midst of that, we're praying for wisdom and knowledge as to how to go about what we do. So that's something that's pretty important. And the fourth thing, and we're just reviewing what we talked about last week before we move into the passage today, is to ask God to give the people strength as we're praying for endurance and to fill them with joy and thankfulness. And that comes from Colossians 1, verses 11 and 12. So we're praying that God gives us strength for endurance, and to be filled with joy and thankfulness. Now, those two are not exclusive of each other because we want to make sure that endurance is part of it, but we shouldn't be dreading life. We should be thankful for what we do have. So those two things we need to make sure that are both are included in our prayers when we're praying for other people. And those are the passages that I wanted to 
review, and that is specifically is dealing with how we are praying for our other Christians, other members of the church, other people we know in our lives that are believers. We want to make sure that we are reinforcing them with these habits and making sure that we are praying for them, that God will impart wisdom upon them, knowledge upon them, the ability to endure, have greater understanding. These are all things that we need to be doing. Of course, we're doing them for ourselves. But now we're talking about thinking outside of who we are, our members. We, there are people that we know in our church right now that are going through situations or circumstances that may or may not be ideal. And we want to make sure that we're keeping those individuals on our hearts as well, too. So those are the things that I wanted to cover about last week. So now the moving on to verses 15 to 23, and the subject matter here is about what Christ has done. And we're going to talk specifically about the supremacy of Christ. And he is indeed supreme. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read from the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. And we'll cover those verses. And hopefully you will be uh, able to follow along with us um, in your version. I believe this is the English Standard Version that I'm reading from. So here we go. Starting at verse 15 of Colossians, chapter 1. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, For everything was created by him, in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and by him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead so that he might come to have first place in everything. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile everything to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated and hostile in your minds, expressed in your evil actions, But now he has reconciled you by his physical body through his death to present you holy, faultless, and blameless before him. If indeed you remain grounded and steadfast in the faith and are not shifted away from the hope of the gospel that you heard, this gospel has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and I, Paul, have become a servant of it. And we're all servants. We're all servants of the living God, the living God through the presence of Jesus Christ. One of the things that it's important for us to recognize as well, too, when we look at a passage like this, Paul is trying to make a very strong statement to the Colossians in his letter to them about the divine nature of Jesus Christ, who he is. How many times have you called on the name of Jesus Christ In the midst of suffering. How many times have you relied upon him? Remember, in our own strength, we can't do much of anything. We can do some things, but not really anything that's complete or whole. Uh, But it comes right down to understanding who Jesus Christ is. Going back to verse 15, 
He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For everything was created by him in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. So this is probably the most strongest statement that we can have about the divine nature of who Jesus Christ is. It's probably one of the strongest statements anywhere in scripture. Um, he is the creator of all things. Jesus Christ was there in the beginning. He was present. He was the one who created everything, whether we can see it or not. He established those things that have authority. He established those things that have uh, rulership. He established all those things, and they were all created through him and for him, for his purpose, for his desire, according to his desire, for his purpose. What Paul is trying to say, and what Paul is reminding all of us, is that no matter what is going on, God is still God. Jesus is still Jesus. He is still on his throne. He is still presiding over everything that's taking place. There's nothing that's getting past him. There's nothing that is occurring right now. Um, as you look around you, there's nothing taking place that he is not aware of. And it's not unlike God to, through Jesus Christ, to make sure that he makes himself apparent in moments like this when things just aren't normal. And that's exactly what's taking place right now. Paul is making sure that we're aware that Jesus is not only equal to God, he is God. Um, there are a number of passages that refer to that. Um, well, let's go to John chapter 10. I mean, there are so many passages. You could literally spend an entire lesson just talking about this very thing. In John 10 verse 30, and we'll also look at verse 38. John chapter 10, verse 30, where he makes the declaration, I and the Father are one. I and the Father are one. And if you drop down to verse 38, he's talking about the works that he does. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Now, that might sound like double talk a little bit. How can the Father be in him and he be in the Father? Well, there's only one way that can happen. If they are the same. I mean, that's essentially what he's saying there. He's making sure to make sure that he's showing himself who is visible to the people there. That he indeed is in the Father who is invisible, and yet and they are the same. So that's what he's making, that's why he's using those words. Those words are being spoken that way because he wants people to be able to relate to what is seen versus what is unseen. And so we need to understand that he is revealing, he is the image of God that we can see because he is God. And there are many, numerous other patches as well too. Uh, John twelve forty five. I'm just going to leap over there real quick. 
And we need to understand, too, that in, in times like this, when things are really uncertain, we have a tendency sometimes to probably get more news than we really need to uh, because we can get get really thrown off kilter if we pay too much attention to what's being said. Not that we shouldn't pay attention, but we also need to come back to, God, all this is happening, and you're there, and so I'm going to leave my trust and faith in you that you're the one who's going to get us through this thing. In John 12:45, it says, And whoever sees me sees him who sent me. So Jesus is saying that he is indeed God. He is indeed the representation of the Father. He is the one. He is obedient to the Father, and he listens to the Father. But he essentially has the same, for lack of a better way of putting it, ranking. Uh, they're both equal. They're both, um, he is God. And that's something we need to see and understand as well, too. One other passage I wanted to look at real quick is in, a cha- is in Ephesians. Uh, go to Ephesians chapter 1, please. And we're going to cover verses 16 through 21. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 16 through 21. And what you'll see here, this is actually referring to this uh, second verse about everything that was created by him in heaven and on earth, the visible and invisible. That's referring to the Colossians uh, uh, chapter 1, verse 16. But let's look at what Ephesians says, starting from verse 16 in chapter 1, going down to verse 21. I do not cease to give thanks to you, thanks for you, excuse me, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is hope, the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. Amen and amen. But notice where that verse starts. Giving thanks in prayers, remembering you in prayers, and making sure that God is revealing wisdom and knowledge. That's exactly what we just talked about at the beginning of this lesson, about the importance of God revealing the importance of what he's trying to accomplish here and giving us wisdom and knowledge so that we're not always walking around saying, what's happening? What's going on? What is this about? What's that about? The world does that because they're not relying upon the wisdom of Jesus Christ. But you have that ability to rely upon him in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's something that we should always be doing. We should always be looking to him and looking at his flat-out authority. He has authority. All these things have been created through him and for him. And let's go back to where we were in the passage in verse 17, the next section here. He is before all things... And by him, all things hold together. That's in Colossians 1, 17. Did you get that? He is before all things, 
and by him all things hold together. You know, the wonders of God are how we are able to function as we do day by day. We know that through the miracles of God, and these are all miracles that we can function day by day. Our earth rotates around the sun uh, once a year. Uh, the moon rotates around uh, the earth once every 30 days. And this is how we devise our calendar. This is how we do things. And there's no deviation from that. Well, all those things are taking place because of what God is holding together. And even on a more sense of that's more personal sense, he's holding things together for us today, right now. He's holding things together for us in the midst of a pandemic. Something that over a month ago, I never thought would have happened. And we never would have ever imagined something like this happening. But we need to make sure that we're always coming back to the fact that this is not something strange to God. He's holding this thing together. He's holding us together. He's holding us as a people together. He is marshalling churches everywhere. Even though we can't get together in the church itself, to get together online or get together in prayer, which we don't need to do online, we can do that on our own. But he is marshalling us to get together under his authority to be prayerful for the saints and prayerful for all people who don't have a saving knowledge of him. These are all very, very important things. He is holding everything together. He is the one who's doing it. He is the firstborn over all creation. He has the firstborn authority. He came from heaven. He came down from heaven to us. He is Lord over everything. We've got all of these things and verses that remind us of his authority and how he holds things together. Um, he is completely holy. Let's look at Hebrews 7. Hebrews chapter 7. Make sure I got the right passage. Verses 26 through 28. Okay. And this has to do basically with, again, who he is holy. It's very important for us to recognize that we have a holy God that we serve, a holy God that represents us. It says in Hebrews 7:26, for it was indeed fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He has no need like those high priests to offer sacrifices daily, first for his own sins and then for those of the people, since he did this once for all when he offered up himself. And understand, he offered up himself even though he was without sin. Verse 28, for the law appoints men in their weakness as high priests, but the word of the oath, which came later than the law, appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. He is our perfection. When we are imperfect, and goodness knows we're imperfect all day long and nine ways to Sunday, which is today, he is perfect, and it's important for us to recognize what he has done. He is indeed perfect. So with that in mind, let's continue and look at additional passages here to supplement what we're just talking about with God's authority. 
He has the authority to judge the world. He has the authority to be preside over earth. Um, a passage there that we'll look at is Romans 2, 16. Romans 2, 16. If God were to judge the world right now, what do you think he would see? Let's look at this passage real quick. It just says, On that day when, according to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. And notice how it says the secrets of men. What do you think he would see if he were to judge us today? Would we be proud or would we be ashamed? And, you know, it's one thing for people to behave a certain way when times are good. It's another way where people behave differently when things aren't going so well. If God were to look at his people right now, what would he see? God makes the church holy because he presides over it. We are his bride. But the people that are within within the church, we need to be seeking after him on a sometimes minute-by-minute minute basis because we are hardly holy. We strive for holiness. But he is the one who's going to judge all of that. And notice how it said in that passage, the secrets, the secrets of men. So it should give us pause to make sure that we are mindful of what we need to be doing as believers in Jesus Christ. It is our relationship with him that, frankly, makes us holy. It is not anything that we're doing. We need to be asking for forgiveness on a regular basis and making sure that we are doing those things the right way. So God is presiding over all of these things. He wants to have first place and because God gave him that authority was pleased to have all fullness dwell in him that's going back to the passage in Colossians do you look at Christ as being supreme over all creation well he is he is supreme over everything we need to make sure that we are not lowering who Jesus Christ is in our lives and not just calling him our friend, our buddy, as in a buddy-buddy sense. But he's Lord. He is our friend. He did indeed die on the cross for us. And he did give us a passage that says something about there's no greater love for a person than a man, to, one to die for his friends. And he does see us as friends, even though we are very lowly. And yet he elevates us and loves us dearly. And wants us to just be in a greater relationship with him and have greater understanding of him. We need to make sure that we are elevating Jesus to this lordship, that he is God. Because otherwise, if we fail to do that, our faith is very hollow. Our faith is very misdirected. And frankly, our faith would be meaningless. It's all about Jesus Christ in this time, in this day that we live in. We need to make sure that he is the central truth that we derive back to, that we go back to. And we need to convey this to other people as we talk to them as well, too. 
A lot of people think that Jesus was just a great teacher or a good prophet, a great guy, and that's as far as it goes. But when it comes down to understanding who he is as far as Lord and Savior, well, that's up to us to convey that to other people, to make sure that we're sharing his lordship, what he has done for us and what he continues to do for us. It's very important for us to see that. Okay, going down to verse 20, well, let's start with verse 19 again, back at Colossians chapter 1, verse 19. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile everything to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Well, what do you know about that? He's reconciling everything to himself by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Jesus has come and said before that he brings peace. My peace I give to you. And so in the midst of a pandemic, he is our peace. He is our refuge. He is our strength. He is what we need to rely upon to endure. And we need to continue to look to him in that way. Every day that we get up are recognizing his goodness and what he has done. I, I noted a passage here to look at. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2. We're looking at a lot of verses today. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. I'm keeping my, my associate here very busy typing. <laughs> You're welcome. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13. One thing that's important for us to see is that Jesus Christ made the sacrifice for us by shedding his blood, his holy blood. That's the blood that covers all sins for each and every one of us, past, present, and future. That's what brings us peace. Without his shedding of blood and without his covering of sins, we don't have any peace. We have nothing to look forward to. If it wasn't for him doing those very things, we would be in a, a world of trouble. And this pandemic would be the least of our concerns. But it says in Ephesians 2.13, But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. You've been brought near by the blood of Christ. It is his blood he reconciled everything to himself by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. We're to be very thankful for what he has done for us. He provided a way for all of us to come to God. It provides for us to be reminded that we should share this information with other people too. That it's Jesus Christ who's the one who reconciles us with the Father. And it's important for us in our comings and goings, in our communication, that we remind ourselves of this because we need reminders. We need reminders of this on a regular basis. And we also need to be prepared when the time comes to speak to other people about Christ, about he's the one that is our peace. He's the one where we get our wisdom through the power of the Holy Spirit. He's the one where we get the knowledge. Are you reading every day? scripture 
you know, it's one thing for us to make sure that we have reading material because, let's face it, we can't go out and do a whole lot. We, we have a lot of things to do. When we're not working, uh, we should have reading material, no question about that, right? But is part of your reading material the scriptures every day? Don't forget our two-year Bible reading plan. That will get you some word, reading of the word every day. In ten minutes. In ten minutes, that's right. And you use that prayer time afterward, five to ten minutes of prayer time. And that's a conservative number because you're praying all day long. But that should be your time to meditate on the word that you've read. And I think my wife and I are on the same plan right now. We're reading in the book of Job. Boy, how timely is the book of Job right now reading. You know, reading about what happened to Job, all of his experiences, and of course his three friends that are talking to him. And if you have friends like that who needs enemies. Um, But at the same time, Job is, he's not giving up hope. He's pretty despondent. He's looking at what has happened around him. He's looking at what he sees. He's looking at the people around him trying to give him advice, advice, and it's bad advice. He keeps seeking God. But he keeps looking to God. That's exactly right. He keeps seeking after God. He has not did what, he didn't do what his wife told him to do, curse God and die. He did exactly the opposite. Now, that's a great lesson for all of us for today. And I'm reminded over and over again that the world we live in today, it may not be exactly the way it was before. Some things are going to change. Some things have changed. We have to be sensitive to what's happening in the world and making sure that... And there are other people out there who are hurting, who are looking at what happened over the last 40 days or so. And it's only been about 40 days, if you really look at it, from the calendar perspective, it's only been about 40 days since we've had this lockdown, this shelter in place. And boy, it turns the world upside down. And we're talking about the entire world. The entire world has had to deal with this thing, not just the United States. But we need to go back to who is our strength, who is our help, who is our encouragement. He is our sustainer. A message here that goes back to verse 17. I love this thing about holding. He is before all things and by him he holds all things together. He sustains us. He's the one that has protected us as a people. He's the one that has protected us as a church. We can still get together. We have this technology now that allows us to get together right now. And notice that. In spite of everything that has happened, we haven't had a total chaotic experience. Things haven't disintegrated in such a way where, you know, people are stealing from each other, robbing each other blind on the streets that we live on. No, it's not not that true for, you know, some areas it's always bad like that where there's all kinds of stuff going on. But we need to be prayerful for those situations and those people as well too that we have it really good. We have it really good. Have you looked at life like that? That we have it really good. We have it better than a lot of folks. Now, not that we don't go through stuff. We do. But 
we have it really good. And we know we have it good because we have a Savior. We have a Savior we can look to who bolsters us up and keeps us up and keeps us focused on him. Just like Job was focused on the Lord. Now remember what Job was going through. Job was scraping his skin with broken pottery to try to alleviate the itching and the irritation. And yet he sat quietly for a little while at first and reflected and thought about where his hope was. And his hope was in God. His hope was in the Lord. And he remembered those things. And the, the scripture was very clear to say that he did not reject God. He did not reject him at all. In spite of knowing that God had brought those things into his life. So those are all lessons for us at a time like this. Where we need to just trust him to protect us. To care for us. To sustain us. To keep us. And... I think Pastor Gus has a couple of good messages, too, um, that you can look at online that will talk about you know, knowing when to ask for help, knowing when you're in trouble and being able to ask for help, and recognizing those things as well, too. And I want to encourage you to look at those uh, video messages uh, when we're done here, um, that they will also be encouraging to you as well, too. Both of them are about a half hour long, so... They're, they're going to be good messages for us to all remember. And it's very important for us to see God's goodness in all of this. He is good. Go down to verse 23 in Colossians chapter 1. It's very important for us to remember that you present yourself holy and, and faultless and blameless before him. Because we know we need to. And if indeed you remain grounded and steadfast in the faith and are not shifted away from the hope of the gospel that you heard, this is something that's going to be for your benefit. We need to make sure that we're presenting ourselves as holy and blameless before him. How do we do that? Ask for forgiveness. Seek the Lord and tell him about your struggles, what you're struggling with, and ask for forgiveness. Seek after him. It's really amazing what God has done and what he continues to do. Let's take a look at one more passage here. Ephesians 3, 17. Ephesians 3, 17. Now let's take it, we'll take it even further than that. You know what, let's go back to verse 14. I know I know, I just gave her verse 17, but I looked at that whole passage, and I think that it's important for us to look at the entire lesson here because when you're going through a hard time, it's important for you to pray for strength and not just strength as in, you know, getting up in the morning, but spiritual strength. And... This is an important passage that reminds of this. We have to stay grounded in the faith. And in order for us to stay grounded in the faith, we need to make sure that we're doing this very thing. Starting with verse 14 of Ephesians 3. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, 
that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with his power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Filled with his fullness. But you have to have that faith and seek after him. And be prayerful to him. Are you doing that today? Are you doing that in this time today? Are you seeking after him so that you are being made whole in his very presence? And if you're being made whole, guess what you can do? You can share that goodness with others. You know, it's very important for us to take care of ourselves. You can't say that too much. And taking care of yourself is not being selfish. Taking care of yourself is very important in this day and age. You have to take care of yourself physically, emotionally, spiritually. All those things are very important as people who are following Jesus Christ. If we're not taking care of ourselves, guess what? We won't even think about taking care of anybody else. We won't think about praying for other people. We won't think about those very things that are very important for us as believers in the body. We need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves. So how are we taking care of ourselves? Well, our routine has been changed quite a bit. We're home most of the time. We get out every now and then. But our previous exercise routine of roller skating and going to Dreyer Physical Therapy and doing workouts, we can't do that. So what are we doing? We're walking We've got these little uh, machines down here. They're called QBs that you can sit and pedal, and it actually will burn some calories when you're doing that. And so our routine has changed. So we're taking care of our bodies. We're taking care of our minds. We're taking care of making sure that we're doing everything we can to seek after the Lord Jesus Christ. So even though your routine has changed, you just make sure that you're doing what you can to take care of yourself. And... I'm just very thankful for the number of people who have um, dived with us online. We have a record number of people online right now watching this video uh, cast, this live streaming. And I just praise the Lord for the ability to do that. And I appreciate the fact that you're all joining us together to do these things. We we went a little long today because we, we just want to make sure that we have the announcement um, uh, about church. But let's do this. Um, I want to pray about what we've just discussed here in Colossians. We're going to pray uh, about this lesson about being prayerful for other Christians and making sure that we're recognizing that God is supreme, he is in control, and that there's nothing that's happening right now that's taking place without him. So let's go ahead and pray right now, and then we'll summarize everything when we get done here. Father, we just thank you for this time that you've given us this time set aside to just give you praise and worship. We thank you for your reminder and your reinforcement of your very presence in our lives. And Lord, you're not just a prophet. You're not just a great teacher. You are Lord. You have presided over everything. And everything that's taking place right now is nothing that is out of your control or out of your uh, allowance. 
all these things that have taken place are because you indeed are presiding over it. And Lord, we know that your desire is for every person to come to a saving knowledge of you. We know that is what you want. And we know that even in the midst of this pandemic, you can do that. And you are doing that. But Lord, for those of us who wane in faith and struggle with faith and have a hard time with faith, Lord, just strengthen us. Bolster us up. Help us to be reminded of who you are on a regular basis. Help us to be reminded of your, the importance that you indeed are in control. Help us to be mindful to pray for others in our church as well, too. Lord, we pray for ourselves, but we pray for our church. We pray for the people in our church. We know our church members enough, the things that are happening in their lives that are affecting them. We are prayerful for a good outcome for all of those things. We're also prayerful, Lord, for your teaching in the midst of those things, too. Lord, teach us about what's going on right now. Teach us to remain sensitive. Teach us to remain prayerful. Teach us to remain faithful. We thank you, Lord, for your wisdom and your knowledge. We give you praise and thanks for what you're doing for us today and what you're going to do for us now and in the future. In Jesus' precious name, amen. I'm also reminded, too, about the fact that we are going to come out of this thing. We are going to come out of it. We're going to have an opportunity when we come out of it to start slowly interacting with other people. We're still going to be practicing that social distancing. We're still going to be wearing masks. You know, I heard a story, we'll be wearing masks, theoretically, um, for the rest of the year and perhaps into 2021. I'm not sure about that. I don't know that that will be necessary, but we may have to. So here's some advice for you. If you're going to have to wear a mask, go online and see if you can find one that has a message about Jesus. If you actually look around in some of the advertising, if you go online, you'll actually see some messages about a scarf or something that you can put over your face, but you might have a cross on it or you might have a, a picture on it about a lion or something like that, whatever it is that actually conveys the message of Christ. You realize that in the midst of a pandemic, you can get creative and find a way to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ without speaking. I mean, if you've got a mask on your face, it's hard to speak as it is, but, but there are things that we can do to be creative. If we're going to be wearing these masks um, as we go out, let's see what we can do to be creative about that. There are, I'm seeing more and more things pop up where you can actually get something like that. Now, uh, be, you know, be cautionary as far as what you want to pay for something like that because people will try to take advantage of you there too. But, but I, I encourage you to try to find ways to be creative in this whole situation. Um, we're being creative right now because we're online. We're doing church, well, Sunday school today online. Um, as a reminder for those who uh, may be wondering, there is no uh, drive-in worship service at church today that has been canceled for today because of the weather. Because unlike the past couple of days, it's cool and rainy today. And, you know, what do you do? And you just have to kind of run with it. But we do encourage you to stay online and stay on Akron Alliance Fellowship's Facebook page and look at videos that have been uploaded 
Um, and we will also upload this music. Um, we're going to upload that uh, to the uh, website also for a link you can click on because it's a YouTube video. And we'll, we'll upload that for you to look at as well, too. So if you're online right now, you'll be able to see it again, but it won't be in such a way where I'll be holding up an iPad doing it. We'll just do it a little bit differently. So. It will read correctly. And it will, it'll, it'll, yeah, look, it'll just look much better. <laughs> so um, I'm just thankful for each, each and every one of you for tuning in. I appreciate you doing that very much. Please remember your offerings. Please remember your uh, tithes to make sure that the church gets those. Now, I, I don't know if I can confirm this right now. Um, normally on Sundays from noon to 1230, uh, someone's going to be at the church to take your offering and put it in a drop box uh, over by the lobby area. I don't know if that's the case today or not. I'm going to trust that it is. Um, and if that's the case, but you may want to check with uh, Roscoe or one of the elders uh, about that. Um, I don't know if Roscoe is still online or not, uh, if you can give a thumbs up about that or not. Or Pastor Gus. Or Pastor Gus, if he's still online, if he can give a thumbs up about that or type something or or let us know uh, if that's the case. Um, if for whatever reason you don't want to get out or can't get out today, please remember to mail it. Just send it. Uh, we, we look forward to that. And I know that during the week uh, they do make the uh, drop box available for offerings during the week of Monday through Friday from 12 to 2. Uh, as well too so keep that in mind as well we're just so thankful for this time we're thankful for the ability to be able to do this uh this has been quite a whirlwind like i said it's been 40 40 days of what in the world is going on um and yet we know what's going on because we are trusting in the lord jesus christ uh he is helping us with this whole process he is helping us through this whole thing we, um, we're very thankful. We have a lot more um, in Christ, frankly, than a lot of people do. And so we need to be prayerful for those people who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. There is someone in your family, there's someone that you know who does not know the Lord, and we need to pray for those individuals too. Take care of yourself. Take care of your body. Eat the right foods. Just because you're sitting around now doesn't mean you just like, eat all the fatty foods you can find. You have to, you have to nibble a little bit, get some salads, read and, your Bible, and read your. <laughs> and my, and my wife chimes in. Read your Bible. You've got a lot of time to read your Bible, so please make a note of those things as well too. Um, okay, it is actually 10:29. We're going to sign off at 10:30. I think that's a good time to drop. Uh, and get uh, allow you to go and look at the videos and look at the other information online. Uh, praise the Lord for this time. We'll be doing this again next week. Um, as sure as we're sitting here now, we'll be back here next week at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Um, make sure you drink your coffee, um, which is I'm going to be doing that when I get off here. Uh, but we appreciate your being here with us, and we just give praise to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll just close out with a brief prayer, and we'll, we'll, we'll end it right now. Thank you, Lord, for this time that you've given us to get together before you. We thank you for your very presence. We thank you for loving us unconditionally. We thank you for allowing us to serve you in such a way that, Lord, you be glorified. We give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next week.